Hey, what's going on, everybody? We are back for another live episode of the Change What We Normalize podcast. I'm excited to be back. I'm really, really enjoying these uh, live stream episodes where people can actually interact. Um, it's been really dope. Our last episode with Chris Johnson, we had the whole live stream thing going on and had her clients engaged and all these other individuals engaged. And I really, really enjoyed it and loved it. So I want to keep that going. I think for the next few episodes, I'm going to continue to do that um, with my next few guests, especially the one today, um, who is incredible, who I would consider a friend of mine, a mentor, um, somebody who is doing incredible, incredible work in the lives of young men, which is really near and dear to my heart. If you know anything about my story, super near and dear to my heart. Um, she is incredible. She is a prevention specialist. She is the founder of ODAP, which is Open Door Abuse Awareness Prevention. Um, and she's just a myriad of other things, but all around just a woman of Christ, um, someone who is after God's own heart and someone who is doing incredible work in the community and very empowering work. And I look forward to bringing her on the Change What We Normalize podcast. Next, we have Valencia Peterson. I like to call her Coach V. Everybody calls her Coach V. So as our community here at the Change What We Normalize podcast, we're going to call her Coach V. So she's coming on next on the Change What We Normalize podcast. Hey, what's going on, Coach V? Hey, I like that beat. It was hitting. <laughs> right, right, right. I had to keep it a little bit like hip hop, yeah, a little bit. Like you know I, mean? I had yeah. to keep it that way, but they now they did a really good job with that. But I'm excited to have you here. Thank yes, you for, yes, uh, yes. for for taking some time out your day um this morning just to join me. I appreciate being here, honestly. I do, I do. Really nice, do. Nice, Thank nice. Thank you for that intro, though. I heard it. It was very, very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that, that was like a short version. I could have went on and on, to be honest. I could have went on and on. But now I'm glad to have you here um, just for this brief time. And uh, we met, it wasn't that long ago, actually, to be mm-hmm. honest, when we met. And that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was over at Clubhouse, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, that was that. Clubhouse. We happened to be yeah. in a room together. And um I think from there we connected via Instagram and from there the relationship kind of grew. Yeah. Um, the vibes were great. And then you brought me out to speak with your young men, which was um, incredible and kind of like life changing at the same time to be able to interact with them in person, um, mm-hmm. but not just interact and speak to them, but to hear and listen to them as well, yeah. which I thought was super important to hear, you know, their stories, hear what they're going through and feel their energy. Um, and you get to do that every day, it seems like, right? Yes, yes. That's that's your life over with ODAP. It is my life, yeah. So before we jump into that, I want to give a little background, a little context on, you know, who you are, who's Coach V, who were you before, I guess, Coach V. Um, I think that's important because I like like to always share on here, your story is about you, but it's not for you. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it's super important that we always give the background of who we are, you know, where we came from, how we developed into the individuals that we are today. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I want you to go ahead and share a little bit about that background about, you know, who is Coach V and, and just life before ODEP. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 
First of all, I'm a mom of two beautiful girls, Lydia and Janae. I am married to the king of my castle for 35 years next month. Woo! Um, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and um, we have been, um, you know, uh, working, you know, trying to uh, hand down to our girls uh, the value of family and the value of compassion and the value of, of loving others and doing well in all that you do, integrity. So I'm, I'm very humbled and thankful for the family that God has given me. And uh, the support that my husband gives me is everything because, you know, you know, as I've evolved into ODAP and Coach V, you know, he's been so supportive all the way. And I, I just love that I'm me and he's cool with that. You know, there's no fit in this box, be this kind of wife. You know, it's who you are, your talents, your God gift, do you. Do what you need to do to fulfill your calling. And I love that he empowers me that way. So that's first and foremost. Um, starting ODAP was not an intention uh, that I had in my mind but I was already working in domestic violence intervention because of my own past where, um, you know, my mom was murdered by my dad. Wow. And I started working in domestic violence, um, you know, and intervention trying to help, you know, women who were in situations they needed to get out. Like that was my first initial thing that I did. Uh, but it, I didn't do that right away. You know what I mean? I didn't do that right away because um, I've str I, I strongly feel that you have to be able to be okay yourself before you walk into work like that. Absolutely. So I, I came into that work at a time where I felt like I was prepared to do it. But I started getting, you know, this is not going to work because I'm behind the eight ball here. We need to get in front of this thing. I feel like I'm catching up all the time. And um, it hit me one day, I need to do prevention. I need to do wow. prevention. I need to get to the people before this act happens. And because I, I was convinced that my dad didn't wake up that morning and said, today I'm going to kill my wife. I know that sounds harsh, but wow. I don't think he did that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things that went on before he decided to do that. And if they had had somebody like ODAP or Coach V, right? They probably wouldn't have made that decision. They probably would have understood it was okay to deal with some mental stuff. It's okay to deal with stuff that's going on inside of you, you know. And therefore, I, you know, we started. I started ODAP, um, and where I started working with young men in particular, I ended up, and this was kind of interesting too, becoming a football coach. Coached at Penwood High School up until three months ago, honestly. Committed really? to it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, started coaching football because I was doing prevention through coaching boys into men, which is a futures without violence curriculum. And I find my, I found myself on the sidelines so much that the school just said, the coaches just said, "Why don't you come on staff? You know, you're here. Why don't you work with our players and just be on staff?" So I became Coach V um, to to all my players and. You know, I love the game anyway, you know what I mean? And I learned more on the sidelines. And then I was able to start really doing a little bit more in depth as far as coaching football. So I did that, you know, for the last four years, actually, coaching football and with one team. 
And just recently, about three months ago, I stepped down from being a dedicated coach to my team because mm-hmm. there was such a big need in Philly for ODAP, two teams that I felt like I needed to be committed. You know, I need to get to more teams and reach more young men. So right now I'm, as you know, as you know, you met my young men, some of them. Um, I'm working with a group of young men from different teams and it is amazing, a privilege, an honor, and very humbling to have them believe me in me enough to be vulnerable and open. You saw it. Yeah, yeah. You saw how they are, you know. But that was that came with years of building relationships with them. Building relationships. You know, I, I don't think that a program you know, you, you got to do life with people, right? So that's why I feel strongly about quality over quantity. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm in the trenches with my young men here in Philadelphia. I have a school in Delaware right now that I just acquired. Um, the coach called me out there. So um, Give me a little more about I can't, that. I can't say enough about how proud I am of the coaches who call ODAP in. Because if a coach calls ODAP in, it's a real testament to their motivation to see something more for their players than winning a game. Because Mm -hmm. anytime ODAP comes in on a team, the coaches are the ones that are first affected, then the kids. So the coaches have to be willing to hear some things that normally, you know, they probably wouldn't take think, thought of. I can't tell you how many teams that I've been a part of that the coaches have said, okay, my life has changed, you know. I'm looking at me now. I need to do something a little different. But that's not for everybody. Trust and believe. It's not for yeah. everybody. Not every coach wants a, a ODAP in there on their team because verbal abuse is something we talk about, right? You can say the same thing to a kid and not have to degrade them or shame them. So a lot of coaches feel like, ah, they're soft if we say that. No, they're not. You know, it's really amazing. The players will say to me, Coach B, I don't know why they're cursing like that. I'm not, that doesn't work. But the coaches feel like they got to do that, you know. And that's because it happens to them. Exactly. Everybody does what's been done to them, right? But, as, as it, you know, it's interesting to see the player's perspective. Like on the sidelines, if I'm looking at a player and he's looking at me, I know exactly what he's thinking. Like, what's the point in doing all that? <laughs> mm. So that's that's I love that's what it. I do. I love my women. I really love them. <laughs> yeah. I can tell when I was there just how impactful you are because of the way that they flock to you. The yeah. way they came, yeah. you know raised you you know yeah yeah relationship right there that isn't just i'm coming in with a program that's this this person loves me and cares about me yeah yeah this is and and (laughs) while i was there for that short time just to witness it that's what i took from it outside of all of the x's and o's and programs and you know the details of this and, and abuse and awareness and all this the almost like the Everything that was weaving it all together and keeping it together was just love. It was like this exactly. is very genuine love. Like exactly. you don't get nothing out of this. You're you're about to feel more love than you've probably ever felt. Exactly. And that right there was life changing, um, in such a powerful way. And I seen the impact that that had not just on the players, but the coaches that you worked with as well, and how they interacted with the players. 
just yeah. have an opportunity to talk to them one-on-one -on -one and kind of get their insights and, and all these different things. It's like, I've, I've developed as a coach, as a man, because of coach V and her program coming in, um, which is huge because you're not, again, you're not just impacting a player here and there. You're changing a whole culture yes. of a team. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and yes. a lot of teams are the heartbeat of their community mm -hmm. as well. Oh so yes. the work, their whole school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the whole school. So it's like when you empower the team, it's like that changes so much. And it, it has does. like this big this big ripple effect. Mm -hmm. um, so that's mm -hmm. why I applaud what, what you do. And it's in, inspirational to me and the work that I do, because I'm like, man, she came in with a laser focused vision, you know, and, and executed and was obedient to the vision that God gave her. And she started small. And she focused and locked in on this. You know what I'm saying? Because you do you deal directly with if I'm not mistaken, football players. Yeah, strictly. Well, football, definitely. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't necessarily stretched yourself thin trying to do soccer, basketball, tennis, all these different, like, you know your lane, but because you know your lane and you're so focused in it, it's having impact all over the place. And that's mm -hmm. huge. And that's a lesson to somebody who you have this, this vision and it's like, you want to spread it so thin and so broad, but it's like, what is God telling you to focus specifically on? Right. And you have literally lasered down, focused on this is what this is. This is where I need to be. And um, you're making a, an incredible impact in that way. And I want to shift gears a little bit and kind of talk about the necessity for that level of kind of mentoring and advocacy for those young yeah. men, like the necessity and the importance of it from what you've seen in your experience. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> A program, in my opinion, should not be like a drive-through, like a McDonald's. You know, you go mm -hmm. get a little, go get a little something that satisfies you for a little while, and then you're hungry again, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, a program. I, I don't even like to be considered a program. I mm -hmm. like for ODAP to be seen as an organization that does life with you, a family that oh, does life. I love with that. You. you know, and um, it's interesting. The young men in Delaware who are just mm. recently acquired their school. Oh my gosh, you're talking about somebody getting their roses beforehand. That team, oof, they're 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 um something special. All my teams are special to be honest. But I was taken back about how quickly they embraced the whole concept of ODAP. You know, I just started with them this year, and it's like they've been my team for years, which is very mm. interesting to me because in the city you really have to earn respect. You okay. have to earn it. They look at you and go, oh, okay, you're here today. But then when you come back and come back and now we're on a year and now we're on two and now you've graduated and I'm at your graduation, it's like, oh, no, this is my second mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's a different right. level of, it's a different level of investment. And because money Oh my gosh, let's not even talk about that because we're a nonprofit, right? We need to be funded just like anybody else. But because we focused in on quality over quantity, we stay, you know, with one team or school for years. You know, even if we don't have the funds, we still can be with that school because now we got relationships now. It was never money driven to begin with. And if that's the case, then it, it can't be money driven to continue, right? Don't get me wrong. Every organization needs money. 
but it doesn't cost to get in your car and go visit a practice. You understand? Now, if you want to exactly. feed them, that cost, you know, yeah. but we can come up with a donation here from Giant, a donation for Acme and do that too. Or I can find a person that's like, hey, you want to make a meal for my guys? You know, the in-kind donations have been wonderful for ODAP, you know, but I say all this to say when it comes to building relationships, it's very time consuming. And so you really do want to put your efforts into something that's going to that cause quality and impact. Like, we won't take a team. If, it, I, if I know that a coach eventually is going to undo everything I came in there to do, I won't bother taking that team. I don't come to a lot of teams because coaches have to recommend a team to me. Coaches. Because coaches will say to me, Coach B, don't even go over there. They're not going to listen to anything you have to say. <laughs> I, I listen. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going over there then. <laughs> Whatever right. my coaches tell me. Because they know each other. It's a small community. They know each other. It's not worth it. I'm not going over there. But when I do get over to some place, I expect to put, you know, stakes in the ground and, and be there for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when coaches move from one school to the other, they take ODAP with them. And so mm-hmm. that's how we spread, believe it or not. That's how we spread. We don't spread because of an advertisement. We spread because a coach, you know, you got like t- 10 coaches on one team easily. And then they get a position as a head coach or they go to another team as an offensive, you know, a coordinator. And they're like, hey, you got to get ODAP on this team. And that's how we really move. That's how we move. Wow. We get to other teams. We don't just go, let me be on your team. No, you, you, you invite us in because if you invite us in, you invite a culture change. Some people like their culture. Mm, sure. It's a culture change. Wow. Yeah, Some people don't want better. Yeah, wow. You know, some people like the way things are, even if it's toxic. Mm. You can do about that. That's a you whole know? nother. Yeah, that's the truth, about, though. Let's not even talk about being a black woman as a football coach. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, <laughs> what was the pressure that. with that? Like, what was, oh, what was the God. response to that? Oh, my God. You know, it was interesting. I've gone to some coaches' clinics, you know. And uh, they didn't have any women bathrooms open. I said, why not? Where, mm. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> they closed it all down. It was all men's bathroom. I was like, why? You didn't think women would be here to learn football? You know, I need, mm. once I got on the sidelines, I know I needed to educate myself. So I started going to coaches clinics to earn more, to learn more about the game, the X's, the O's, you know. But it was interesting you're received you know i remember being in a room and a general hopes how patronizing are they oh my gosh we have a a lady in here so we can't curse Mm. i had to say excuse me sir i am a coach please take care of your business and teach up there okay you know right they just so i can tell you that's a whole nother entity in my life but you know and not to mention you know it's a man dominated arena okay so I can only imagine well, what whatever. that experience was like. It's interesting. It's been interesting, you know. It's been interesting, but it's been really worthwhile. Why? Because the relationships that I've built with my young men, the relationships that caused me to have calls in the middle of the night or, you know, Instagram long conversations about this and that, and how to treat my girl or, you know, 
different things that, that they need to talk about, especially now in Philadelphia. It's a whole nother level of trauma. Hmm. Whole nother level of trauma going on with my young men. So ODAP is the safe place. I always think of ODAP as the poppy store. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> You can't go to the grocery store in your hood. You understand what I'm saying? You can't go to the grocery store in the hood, but you got poppy on the corner. You can always right. go down and get some bacon over there. Oh, <laughs> but that's doesn't that's old poppy store. You have to the poppy store in the community. You know what I mean? <laughs> there, like, oh, I can go there. <laughs> yeah. Now I love that. I love so <laughs> something you said though, um, in regards to the the trauma right now within within the community that you're in how do or or what are some action steps like what, what do we do to change the climate like what are some things that you're doing you know what i'm saying specifically am, like through odap i am slowly intentionally creating safety safety like is a real thing right now safety self-care and safety is a huge thing right now. That is the thing that's missing the most right now. No one feels safe. Mm. No one feels safe. And um, you want to, you know, like I went to my team yesterday, one of my teams yesterday, I was at King and, you know, the guys, they, you know, you know, they come around and I was talking to them, you know, and one of my guys said, nobody cherishes life anymore. Mm. Nobody mm. cherishes life. It's nothing. You know, you, you, your friends die in front of you. You hold them in your arms and you move on, you know? Mm. You know I looked at my guys and say, well, I cherish your life. That's why I'm here, you know? Mm. That's why I'm here to, to help you process this stuff. So I want to create safety, you know, in, in different ways, in different ways. Having that voice, having that person, having that place that they can turn to when they just feel at their, at their wits end, which is a big deal, which is a lot to it. But uh, I want ODAP to feel safe to my young men. I want safety, create safety. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in some cases, physically. Mm. And we talked a little bit about that too, about the, the physical part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, something yeah, we're we working talked on. about. That mm-hmm. we're working on that. You know, we're working on that. Yeah, that, that safety and security is something different. When you feel like you don't have to look over your back. Oh my gosh, that's why. That's why my young men love when I take them away for a couple of days. I take all my teams away for a couple mm-hmm. of days, and you know, to a camp where it's just woods and canoeing and everything. You know, they're up at two o'clock in the morning playing manhunt or hide and seek that I know it's hide and seek, really. <laughs> they call it manhunt, oh my God, why not just hide and seek? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, they're playing <laughs> hide and seek <laughs> to two o'clock in the morning. Now where I take them is pitch black. There is no street lights. Mm. So, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, they're playing manhunt and I'm just sitting there throwing, throwing, saying to myself, my kids, my boys get a chance to be kids right now. As a matter of fact, let me tell you this. As a matter of fact, when my young men come to my camp, the first thing I have them do, because they can, they stay there overnight, a couple nights sometimes. The first thing I have them do is play therapy. They get off the bus. 
I tell them, I give them the rules and regulations of being at the camp because you're in my house now, right? And then the next thing I say to them after they pick their dorms is go play. It takes them at least four hours of play before they're regulated enough to sit down and hear anything I have to say. And that is the standard thing we do when I take my kids away. They have to play for four hours. And believe it or not, they, they do well at it. No video games. <laughs> There's no video games where, they where I take them. No TVs where I take them. They have to play, literally. They play ball for hours. They play other games for hours. They go canoeing. They do all kinds of stuff. And after four hours, because that's how long it takes for their brain to regulate into a state where they're no longer in that fear, alert, terror stage, the red part of their brain. Their brain goes from red to blue, but it takes four hours for that to happen. Now, a blue brain is a blank brain Oh, I don't have my, oh, too bad. I could have shown you my uh, my thing here. You know, I have this big, big board, this big piece of paper that I carry around with one part of the brain is red and the other part is blue, right? Now, the red is that feeling of terror, alert, always looking over your shoulders, uh, you know, on steroids, the brain on steroids. The, the blue part is the calm part of your brain. When my young men get off the bus, it takes four hours for that red part of the brain to turn blue. So that I can, mm. so that they're calm and they feel like they're in the safe space. So with wow. with ODAP, we're just we're not doing just you know we're doing a lot with them. We're doing trauma informed care, giving them tools to help regulate themselves, making them aware of things in their body. Like it's much more than just a program and an organization. It's a culture change. It's a lifestyle, and it's getting them to understand what makes them tick. If this all makes sense, I mean this. This is a, a lot, but let me up and kind of put it all together. ODAP is a violence prevention program with a trauma-informed lens, helping young men and young people understand what makes them tick in order to give them the tools to help them regulate themselves and make better decisions, okay? So that's what ODAP is, boom, like that. But we do it speaking their language wherever they are. So right now we're working with football teams. Do we work with other people? Sure, we do. As a matter of fact, we have a girls group now called ICU that I never intended to start. Wow. I never intended to do a girls group. But what happened was the football team in the school was getting so, you know, the school culture was starting to change because the boys was like, you know, don't don't do this to a girl. Um, respect, you know, because I was teaching them respect. Because once you know what's going on with you, you're like, why I do what I did, you know? I don't need to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So as young men understood themselves more and also understood what consent, what healthy relationships should look like. In that school, the, the culture started to change with the young men. The young men weren't fighting as much. There was a, a, a shift. So the girls noticed it and they was like, well, what about us? And for three months, this one girl just hounded me. What about us? What about us? I eventually felt guilty <laughs> I felt guilty and started a girls group. That wasn't really what I, <laughs> all due respect, ladies, but I'm just saying, like, I wasn't born that way. I was <laughs> but this ICU girl group is off the chain. They they are they are soaring. These girls are soaring. Like uh, they they blow me away. 
you know, about, I mean, oh, they blow me away. Oh my gosh. I've been, I've been floored at how aggressive they have, have, have been with the program and they love it. And now we're looking for mentors, but that's a whole nother story. But um, I'm just saying all this to say, you know, with ODAP, we're doing a lot more than just, you know, bro, a boys program. Don't look at us like that because it's not that. It's much, yeah. much, much more than that. It's way deeper. Much, much more. Much, much deeper. Much deeper. You know, I, I'll tell you a story. I have many, but I'll tell you one story. There was a young man that um, that I've been working with for some time. And, you know, in my work, I was teaching them what a healthy relationship looked like and what it didn't look like. And uh, somebody from Temple University said to me, um, can you come and tell us more about what you're doing? And I was like, okay, sure, you know. So I brought one of my players with me. I thought, let me just bring him. I think this would be good for him. This is a good experience. Go to Temple University, see it, you know. So I get to Temple University, I'm sitting there and it dawns on me, if this player can't say what I'm doing, I'm doing nothing. Mm. So I said, I look to him and I say, Zay, you want to tell the people what we're doing? <laughs> I said, how about you? You want to go up there and tell them first before I get up there? He said, yeah, I'll do it. He goes up there and he says, and he's just... This is unrehearsed. This is raw. You know what I mean? He goes up there in his own words, you know, he was like, I'm really proud. I'm really proud of what he's doing here because, no, seriously, I'm going to tell you like he is. He said, I'm, I really love it. I'm really proud of what we're doing because, you know, my mom, my dad hasn't been treating my mom right. Mm. And he starts talking and he's like, my dad hasn't been treating my, my mom right. And I learned that. And now I'm teaching my dad how to treat my mother. Wow. Hey, hey. I was like, what? I, I was done. That's I powerful. was done. I was done. That's powerful. I was so done. I'm that like, says a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at him going like, what? And he went hmm. on to say, you know, we've been having some trouble at home. And when Coach V came and talked to us about how women ought to be treated, I knew it was different because understand, he was normal, change what we normalize. Let's talk mm -hmm. about it. His normal was his dad being a certain way toward his mom. Mm. Odap comes in there and goes, uh-uh, no, that's not cool, dude. Now he's going back, dad, that is not how you're supposed to be treating mom. It's wrong. But other than that, he wouldn't have known because, you know, he would have thought that's how it and ended up treating a woman the same, right? Mm. As kids do, right? It's learned behavior. And so ODAP, on top of everything else, is undoing that learned behavior that they're getting normalized at home, right? So he was a perfect example of this, unbeknownst to me. He had already taken them and started changing the culture of his own home, unbeknownst to me. Unbeknownst to me. And so... When he came back and sat down, do you, do you think I went up there and said anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. That's, that's living. Do. That's that's the proof right there. That was the end that's for so me. I, I, I didn't even speak. I don't even think I spoke. I was like, that's what we do. Wow. That is powerful in so many different ways. And just, I don't know. I kind of got goosebumps even listening to it and just kind of hearing. I can only imagine oh, I was in the room. And just sitting there like, oh, snap. Because, you know, people come up there, they talk about their stuff. And, oh, we do this. And we be da-da-da-da. But it's like, I got proof. Like, this this is what we do. Go, go ahead and talk. Like, and look, that's if powerful. you can't say it, if you can't say what I'm doing, 
I'm doing what am nothing. I doing? I'm right. doing nothing. Right. And you know, and I didn't reverse that thing. I just, it's not so much like, I just wanted to, you know, I thought I was doing something, right? But I figured he'd say something, you know. But when he said that, I was not ready. I was ready to go. I, I think I literally, I think my body just, I started going under the table, literally, physically. I was like, what? You know, you know what I mean? I was so taken back, you know? And um, it's one of those things that sometimes, and this is for everybody, you never know how the impact you're having right away. Exactly. You don't know the impact you're having right away, so keep going. And, you know, that same young man, I just saw him the other day, you know? I met his dad too. That was a whole nother thing. <laughs> Hi, my son's told me a lot about you. I said, has he now? <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. Uh... It's awkward, but not, but not, but not. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, look. Like, okay. We all, we all getting better around here. That's all that matters. Exactly. We not, we not, you know, we not holding you to a fault. You getting better, you learning. You may have not had the proper upbringing, so. I love that, though. I love that it's having that effect in that way where they're going out and almost being advocates on your behalf without you even knowing, really, you know, exactly. and doing like, the work. Exactly. And, and, you know, the vice president of my board, I met him in high school. Christian Santos was one of the first young men that I met and started working with. Mm-hmm. He came back and now he's the vice president of my board. He's an eighth grade teacher in Boston. And... Mm-hmm. Um, He's an, we call them ODAP lifers. <laughs> we call them lifers, you know. The young men, and, and this is the honest God truth, our retention is interesting because the young men that we work with and pour into, they come back. Well, like Christian became the vice president, but they end up coming back being advocates. You know, Love they end it. up like when, when school is out, you know, in college, they come back. What you doing? What we doing? You know. And things of that nature. They know it's home. ODAP is home. ODAP is home. It's home. You know, it's that safe place where I get to, it's okay to find out what makes me tick. Right. It's okay to, to deal with a trauma that I went through. And now, like Christian will tell you, he what what's the big, the biggest thing that helped Christian was how he would treat women in the future. He mm. realized he was going from girl to girl because of trauma in his own life. And he realized now, you know, from our work together, you know, he was just, it was stuff that was going on with him that he hadn't dealt with that would make him, you know, this girl, you know, collect bodies as they say, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Gosh, terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's a thing though. It is. I say it's a thing. I remember <laughs> I learned about that. Like they, we learned about the, the quote unquote body count before we learned about like bank accounts. Like that was the thing for young men. And it was, it's, when you look at it, it's terrible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. was the norm of like, yo, you only yeah. got one girlfriend? Are oh, you supposed to have like five, six? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, all right, cool. And you use that as your standard, you know, measure mm-hmm. of being a man and masculine. And that's a whole, just a whole thing, a whole nother topic. But I do have a question for you um, because again, you do a lot of work and you take on a lot, right? So how are you yourself, Coach V, how are you um, taking care of your mental health? Right in this season. Well, I, I, you know, I pray a lot, you know, because 
I want to be able to know that where I'm, what I'm doing is really something that I need to be and should be doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, excuse my phone there, but uh, I pray a lot, you know, to make sure I'm doing the best thing for the people that I'm working with. Cause one thing I really feel strongly about is that I really don't want to hurt my players, mm. you know? So my faith is really huge for me. Um, and making sure that I'm, I'm on the right path. And then I love to take walks. Believe it or not, my sanctuary is the football field. <laughs> on the field, I feel like I'm taking care of myself. What I mean by that, you know, if my players are in the middle of the grass, uh, doing drills and whatnot, just walking around the track and uh, listening to music or something is a beautiful self-care for me. I'm in an environment I want to be in. I'm around the people I want to be with. But at the same time, I have my space, my private space, you know, walking around the track with my ear pods on. But I got my eyes on my prized possessions, if you will, which is doing life with my young men. So that's a beautiful space for me. You know, it's a beautiful space for me. I like that a lot. So walks and prayer and things of that nature are very good for me. That's good. I'm a big um, I don't know if I shared this with you before, but I'm I'm very similar, um, not in the sense of going to like the field or the court or anything, but I walk and pray in the morning, mm-hmm. um, early mornings, usually before anybody's up and partially because I got to take my dogs out. But the other part is I just like to be at that peace. For me, I'm able to walk and talk with God. And that like mm-hmm. is my peace area. That's like when it's quiet, nobody's out. I feel yeah. like the world is yeah. quiet and I get to have that time and just be myself. And I love that because I feel so peaceful in doing that. So I definitely um, can kind of agree with you on that and kind of connect with you on that as well, because I do, like I said, very similar. I love to walk and pray and just walk and talk or walk and have my AirPods on and kind of like space out and all type of different things. So I, I love that. I love that a lot. So as we are reaching towards the end of this episode, I want to make sure that I get out. Um, your contact information. How can people find you if they want to learn more about ODAP? Well, we're on Facebook as our complete name, which is big, but our name is what we do. We open doors, mm. abuse awareness to make abuse, awareness to the abuse in order to prevent it. So we're open door abuse awareness prevention. I love so we that. open door for abuse awareness in order to prevent it. So that's how you can put it. So open door, abuse awareness prevention. That's what we are on Facebook. On Instagram and Twitter, our handles are O-D-A-A-P-I-N-C. So ODAP Incorporated, basically, I-N-C. So. And our website is, as you can see, www.org. Yep, so make sure y'all go over, um, make sure y'all give them a follow on all those platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They have amazing content. They're always doing amazing work. Um, of course, if you want to learn more, make sure you go to the website um, and check out the website. I implore you to do that. Uh, I wouldn't recommend anything that I don't think is incredible and people that are doing amazing work. So make sure you check that out. Um, as we transition again to the close of the episode, you brought a quote with you and you actually mentioned this quote uh, mm-hmm. several times during this episode. So I know that it means a lot to you and it's something that you live by. It was quality over quantity. Um, can you dive a little bit deep into that? And why you chose that quote? You know, one thing I talked to you about before was the tyranny of the urgent. Right? That, we yeah, all yeah. feel like we have to do so much all the time. You know what I mean? Mm. But 
it's better to do one thing well than try to do a bunch of things at once, right? So oh, quality over me. quantity means, yeah, quality over quantity means that, you know, spending time doing that one thing well is very, very important. Um, some people, like one of the things about grants, for instance, that I can't quite get with is if you get a grant, you have to hit so many people, this, da, 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 da. you know, you have a quota to make, you have a quantity to fulfill. That's not what we do. So if, a, if I'm offered a grant, I don't care how much it is to hit so many people, I know I'm not going to make an impact that way, really. Not the impact I'm trying to make, a life-changing impact, right? Because you're chasing, chasing the numbers. Yeah, a lot, there's a lot of people to do that work. You know what I'm saying? I think we can afford, oh, that, we can afford to just make an impact as opposed to hit a quantity. And if that means mm, that we stay with good. one person, one group, one team for the rest of our existence, then I guarantee you there's going to be a lot more impactfulness from that then saying, okay, we can spread, we can, I mean, quality over quantity. Is if, if I get a grant that'll help me to continue quality stuff, then that's cool. But if I, you know, it it doesn't work well. It mm. just doesn't work well for me. I it just I'm not after the numbers. I'm after life-changing impact. And I can't do that if it's not quality oh. time and quality effort it put into it. So right. that's one of quality over quantity. Yeah. And that's, man, that's why I, I love you. And I love everything that you do because you, your heart is there. Your motives are pure, right? At the end of the day, we need money um, for, for we certain do. things. Do. Trust me, donate. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely donate y'all for sure. Definitely donate. Um, and I'll be doing the same thing too, as well. Um, so I, I definitely want to add more value in that way, but I've been in those spaces, especially in that nonprofit space where it's like, you oh, yeah. have to chase the quota and then it becomes, to. It becomes less about the person, the child, the teen. And I've been in those places. And for me, it was very conflicting because my heart, I wasn't able to sleep at night. And I'm like, yo, I can't do this, God. And I remember at my last position, um, working for a nonprofit, kind of praying on that, like, yo, God, I can't do this. Like, I'm going to have to flip some stuff upside down. I'm going to have, you know, and, you know, God transitioned me out of that position. But I remember what it was like when he's seen these kids as numbers and not oh, people. You know, especially when they're coming in, they have their issues, they're crying to you, they're, they're pouring their heart out. And it's like you just see them as numbers. So I can respect and honor um, that you do that and that you see it that way, because a lot of people don't. I'm going to be honest. A lot of people don't. They see I'm gonna them tell as you numbers. As soon as the money is over for that program, Nate, it's gone. Sheesh. Because there's no more money to support it. Jeez. And the girls, the guys that you started with and poured into, what happens to them? Oh, that program stopped. I, I think it's a horrible, I think it's really bad to start with a kid and then walk stop. away from them because money. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't do it. I'd rather just do stay it. with one kid. Like, that's yeah, I'd rather not even start or do something on my own. That's true too. I, I can't do it. That's why I'm saying I'd rather not even start. Yeah, I can't do it. But um, no, I can really appreciate just your your genuine heart and love for those young men and now those young girls <laughs> that you'll be having the program for as well. So uh, my, my, my last question for you uh, for this episode here is what does change what we normalize mean to you? 
my gosh, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot right there because we normalize so many so many toxic things, right? We, mm. There's a lot of toxic things that have been normalized. You know, even I say hurt people, hurt people. We, we've heard of that before, right? But just mm. to narrow it down to one thing, if you will, here, um, yeah. I think the one thing when I think about changing what we normalize is just sitting with people is okay. Mm. Don't always think you got to do a lot with people. <laughs> Sometimes your presence yeah. is enough. Change, you know, it's not about how much you do for somebody. Sometimes it's just being there. You know, I'll call a person that says, hey, I just called to listen. You know, mm. or, uh, you know, just visit with somebody. Like change that we have to do, do, do so much for people. Sometimes they just want you to be there. Like shut up and just be there. That's mm. all Job wanted. That's all Job wanted. He didn't want you talking. Just sit there in the midst of his trials and his heart. Just be quiet. Half the time he's trying to talk, you wrong anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just be quiet. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, man, that's really good. You know, wow. that's what I do. That's what I do. If my young man is having a hard day and he and his feelings real hard, you think I talk? I just sit next to him. That's so needed, though. And then like, I, I sit next to him. I sit next to him, touch his leg, and go, "I love you, baby," and leave. <laughs> mm. I don't you know want people I mean? to miss that, man. That's so important. Yeah, I, That's it's so you important. Just sit with him. You just say, "I'm here. I love you. I ain't got nothing else to say." Because the man, because the heart knows its own bitterness, and no one shares its joy. You mm. know how bitter that thing is to you, and people yapping at it. Sometimes you just need to be quiet. Mm-mm-mm. That's good. That's good. And I, man, that, that's wow. I don't want y'all to miss that. If you're listening to this. Well, you know, I, I maybe I'll do it on your way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you play this back, when you listen, when you watch it on YouTube, whatever it is, like, make sure y'all catch that. Like, listen, sometimes it's not for you to try to give advice or insight or your wisdom. Sometimes it's really just to listen. Like, and I, and I know that because one of my best friends, he calls me almost every day, and um, I don't get him. I don't get much words in. I just listen, and we'd be on the phone for like an hour, hour and a half, and he get everything out. Sometimes he's talking about some business stuff. His, you know, maybe he vent for a second and he jumped from this topic. But I realized that he needs someone who actually listens because there's so much going on in his house where he's. He doesn't have anybody that's going to sit and listen for five minutes. Just think of a and, 15, 14, year, 16 year old boy like that. Mm, Same thing. Mm, mm. To your point. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's that's good. And even the thing that I teach now, um, I've been blessed to teach it to parents, but I'm also getting an opportunity very soon to teach it to educators is the concept of love that I broke down for you guys, which is listen, be open hearted, validate and encourage. Um, mm-hmm. But that listening piece is, is first. It's like, you're trying to solve a problem. You haven't even listened. You're mm-hmm. trying to give insight and advice and you haven't even listened. It's, it's pretty ignorant almost, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like it's a little self-absorbed in a way. But the power of just doing that, y'all. So I, I don't want you to miss that. Ooh, I know I like kinda... Nate, I like this. Change will be normalized. Talk less and listen more. <laughs> hey, look, that's about to be a thing. I'm hey, Look. <laughs> That's about to be a thing. I'm creating a movement with this change where we normalize thing. If y'all haven't noticed, Let's go. You know, we're going to change a lot of different things. And um, I love the idea that you do with the retreat. I would love to find out how to get an invitation, even if I got to pay for the next one. 
<laughs> I would love to be there um, because I need you that myself. Come, You'd love it. You, you, the coaches. Oh my gosh. Oh, the coaches. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I want to, I want to come so bad. I, I can talk forever to you, but it's terrible. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to say this one thing. When my coach came to my camp, he automatically had this whole list of everything the boys had to do and this, that, and the other. I turned to him and said, you are relieved of your duties. You are no longer the head coach here. I am. Go, go. He went and got it. He, let me tell you what he did. He got in the canoe and went down the river. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he said, say less. Right, say less. Got I'm good. And just disappeared. Yeah, just let him just let him be. Like I would go. love to be a part of that and just go to yeah. that. And um I talked to you briefly about the conference idea I had where I, I want you to come and present. But I think that it's important. Yeah, um to to just be like when have you been taught to just be like enjoy yourself like man it's it, i can go down the rabbit hole with this stuff because i'm super passionate about it and yeah, i'm yeah, learning yeah. it every I'm day this probably oh. Going on way too long. oh no 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 this this is great this we're going to bring you back for a part two because there are some other things i want to talk to you about um when we have more time so i'm definitely going to bring back coach v uh for another episode she's now considered a um change what we normalize an alumni um as is everybody that has joined in on the podcast so Again, I want to say thank you for your time. Um, I love talking to you. Um, I feel like we get closer every time we talk. And um, I definitely got to make my way back out to you very soon now that I have the availability. Um, soon after the wedding, I'm going to make sure I make it out there. I would love that, man. I love that. I would love y'all that. Out. Yeah. So, again, we appreciate you. We thank you. Look, y'all, make sure that you head over and go follow her at ODAPINC on I think it was Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, Open yeah. Door Abuse Awareness Prevention on Facebook. Hit the website up. Make sure you donate um, because she's doing incredible work and the support is greatly, greatly appreciated. So, Coach V, again, thank you. Uh, I love you. And um, I love you too. We hope to have you back on here soon. So, right. we're out. This is another episode of Change What We Normalize. Make sure that y'all like, subscribe, share, leave a review. Send this to somebody that you love because these conversations are extremely valuable. And until next time, y'all, I love you. And we'll talk with y'all soon. Peace. Peace out.